but there is something that the Lord has laid upon our heart. And we pray that by the end of the service, it will be come to fruition and it would encourage the body. Amen. I just want to bring send greetings from back home and uh, just uh, Brother JR said to send greetings and had a, uh, a Brother Nathan Hobbs and all of them and uh, Brother Sean Harvey also said to send greetings and just, just everyone was like, tell them hello, tell them hello. So hello from Amarillo, Texas. Amen. And I'll tell him he said hello back. Amen. This, this morning, we're going to just take this thought and try to build this. Just felt like it would be encouraging to you, and it's encouraging to me as well. Verse, verse 1 of Exodus 20, and we'll just read the first five verses and have you seated. It says, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. How many is thankful for that? But he says, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Now, I know that these meetings that we've been hearing, we we started with, uh, you know, finding that secret place because the world that we live in is just so crazy. So you've got to dwell there. And then the next service, God was dealing with us, living a dedicated life, having a dedication. And last night we were reminded about keeping that banner raised. You see what God is bringing us to. So we've been, we, we know that these things that we have idols that are carnal, but also we've got to deal with idols that are of ourselves, our own thinking. So he says, now I've done this for you. He says, then thou, thou shalt not have no other gods before me. Thou shalt not make, any, make unto thee any graven image or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath. Or that is in the water under the earth. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I, the Lord thy God, am a jealous God. That works in more ways than one. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children. And under the third and fourth generation of them that hate me. And in just one verse, Matthew 6, 24, I'll read it quickly. says, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other. Or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Now, I know that you say, well, that's money. I get that. But there's, you can't have two gods. Can't serve them. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated this morning. <laughs> Ministers get up here and we get nervous and we're supposed to remember everything. I do want to say that it's been a privilege to speak with Brother Timothy and Brother Bryce and Brother Wendell. Amen. God bless you so much. Amen. And all the other ministers that are here that have taken the time to come out, I just sure appreciate each and every one of you very much. Now, we know through this that we are not, as we have been, been through this beginning, you are a, a taught church. I appreciate Brother, Brother Sam and, and the gift that God has in his life. And so we know that we're not at the beginning of the race. We know that we're at the very ending of it. Amen. And our, and our brother uh, Miller just sang the song about the, how we're on the, the time clock of God and how we are at the very end of this. And, and the, the scripture says in Revelation of an hour where, thou should, where there shall be time no longer. Now I have a few quotes this morning, so please don't fall asleep on me, but I'm just building a foundation. Brother Branham says in the Sardinian church age, he says, let's go over that again. He says, now here is that original seed that was planted. It produced a blade, right? That wasn't it. It produced a stalk, not it either. So, but here comes the husks in which that the wheat is to form. It says that isn't it. it. Says the tassel appears, 
or the tassel appears. Then the pollen falls on those pistils. Part of that plant is quickened. Something of that original seed that came up through the rest of the plant turns into seed. It says, now why didn't the whole plant go into seed? It says, because it was created to that end. It says, just part of that plant can go back to being the seed because just part of the wheat plant is eternal life wheat. Now, I know I like what the brother said the other night. He said, you know, we're always putting down those before us because they didn't have the light. Listen, if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here today. You know, and we have to be careful. Oh, here we go, squirrel. We have to be careful that we don't get all caught up in, in, in our high and mighty because we are the message of the hour and we lose the humility. Listen, if you really look at the prophet of God in our hour, one of the biggest things, you know, I'm just going to testify. One of the biggest things I see in our prophet is not so much the big revelation that God gave him of the seals or, or, or the, these big sermons. It's the humility in every sermon. It was more humble that he became the more God. God showed him. And if we, the more God gives us, the more that he opens in our life, if we are not humble, if we don't stay humble, there's something wrong with our relationship. So church, let's remember to stay humble. He says, now we have the same right today. He says, now names are going to get blotted out of the book of life. Now, no names will be blotted out of the book of eternal but that is another record, through though contained in the book of life. He says, now this is the record. God hath given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Now he that hath the Son hath life eternal, and he that hath not the Son hath not life eternal. And those who have life were in him before the foundation of the world. Brothers and sisters, that should make us excited. They were chosen in him before the foundation of the world. That great royal seed, Jesus Christ, was planted. He died, and that life was in him, came up through the wheat plant, and is reproducing itself in multitudes of wheat seeds, having the same life in them, and being like the original, because by spirit, they are original. All right, now we're going to get somewhere. But I want to ask you, could God's patience run out? Can a person cross a line? Say, why, why, are you, why are you bringing this in? We should be shouting and running the aisles, okay? But we got to get through some things. Our thought this morning is entitled, Hold Your Ground. Now, when God sends the Holy Ghost and knocks at a man's door, Brother Branham, is your life worthy of the gospel? And knocks at a man's door, and he deliberately turns it down. Now, sometime he's going to turn it down for his last time. And listen, I know that's hard. It's hard to understand. Now, there's nobody, I believe, that, that uh, we don't have any right to say they've crossed the line. I, I, it, come on, you're going to say, well, it, it's easy for you to say it about someone else until it's your family. Oh, yeah, they cross the line. And then when your family does it, you're like, oh, no, 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 they have grace. No, we've got to listen to this. So sometime he's going to turn it down for the last time. And then you won't be a privileged character. He says you can sit in a church and listen to the gospel and agree with the gospel. You might do as much as say, I know it's right, but never put a finger on it to help it yourself. You see, you just listen to it because you say, I believe it's right. 
That's just sympathizing with it. Listen, I don't want just sympathizing church members. God just didn't send you to sit in a church and sympathize with it and agree with it because, as we said, I'm gonna, I, I can't get my church is probably tired of me saying this, but I call it anointing junkies. Because if there is an anointing, if there, if, there, if there is an anointing in anything, it's in the message of the hour. Come on, brothers and sisters. If there's an anointing that God moves through a church, and I've seen it in my assembly where uh, hundreds of people just coming through it, and they come in and they feel the presence of God, and it's just moving through the church, and they're weeping. You're like, this is what we're looking for. And I said, okay, what is it that you're looking for? Oh, it's all fun and games until the word begins to come forth. It's all, as our brother said last night, it's all fun and games until God begins to use the pastor to correct. Ouch. He says, I believe it. He says, I could say, now you say, I could say, I believe that that's a, that's $10,000. That don't mean I got it. See, I could say that's cold water, but refuse to drink it. You know what I mean? And this is eternal life and refuse to do it. One day you'll cross the line between judgment and mercy. And then you won't have the privilege to come and receive it. We say we heard the song, Mercy Walked In. Listen, how many times does mercy walk into a church service? Just a typical Wednesday night when it's just three of us, when it's just five of us. When we're here and it's like, oh, Brother Sam again, or oh, Brother Matt, or oh, Brother this, and oh, Brother that. It's just, oh, it's the same song leader. Oh, it's just the same music. It's the same that. Listen, that could be the very moment that mercy walks in for you, the very moment. Listen, I've, I've been a part of church services where, where was nobody there and God began to move through the building and God said you know what I'm here tonight see it's not about numbers but it's about as long as God is here that's what matters it's as long as his presence is here to break the chains come on you can't tell me that you were riding in your car and God began to move in your car and you say Lord you better not move ain't nobody else here with me I, 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 there's not enough filled in this car to have your presence no sir when God's presence began to move in that car you just lifted your hands or you just said God tears begin to fall down your face and, amen when people driving by you and they're just doing this and doing that you're just crying they're looking at you what's wrong with you oh if you only knew what's wrong with me Mercy walk into this room. Hallelujah. You see, they begin. Brother Branham says, oh yes, they presume that he's a good God. I want to tell you, he is a good God. He is a merciful God. Because I don't have any business in myself standing behind this uh, pulpit. I don't have any business preaching to you. We don't have any business doing it ourselves. If you knew my sins, if you knew my faults, you would know he's a good God. He's a merciful God says yes sir they don't presume that he's also a God of judgment here's where Israel made her mistake they thought he was so good he'd done so many things for them sure he brought them up out of Egypt sure he did that he performed miracles he drawed a line put the pillar of fire between them and the enemy sure God's a good God Sure, let them cross over the Red Sea, cross to the wilderness and so forth. He's a good God. But when, and when any Egyptian started after them, why, he protected them in the hour of death. Killed the Egyptians. Sure, he's a good God. But his patience run out. Then when he spoke that final word, what was it? Moses said, why are you transgressing the laws of God? 
God's done and said he's through with you. Don't presume too far, brother. That's right. You might cross over that line. There's no return. You see, you may have friends or family that may walk this road. I've seen it. Friends or family that's going to walk this road, they're going to go to church with you. I've told my son this. I said, you know, I grew up with, with, with uh, friends that, uh, 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 that were sitting in the same pew that I was. Heard the same message. Seen the same miracles. Come on, seen the same miracles. We're talking about the power of God that would move through our assembly. As I, I pray you know the same thing. How in the world are they in the shape that they are? Oh, my Sorry, I'm just getting too emotional on that. You're going to have many friends or family that's going to rock this road all the way to the end. They're going to have all the signs. They're going to have all the feelings, have the gifts. But is the original seed there? See, what causes the cutoff? What causes the blotting that comes from idolatry? That's what the Bible just said. From the very commandment we read in the beginning, don't put any God before you. See, I brought you out of Egypt. See, I brought you into a land of the promise. See, I brought you into a church. I brought you into a word of an hour. It's more than Brother Sam Parker. It's more than, listen, it's more than William Branham. I know people don't like to hear that, but it's more than William Branham. It's more than Jeremy. It's more than Brother Wendell. It's more than Brother Bryce or Timothy. It's more than any of us. It's Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. And He wants you to be free. He's tired of religion. God doesn't want you to be here just for religion this morning. Oh, it feels good. Oh, I'm excited. Everything's great. But when the trials begin to come, when the testings begin to come, where are you going to stand? See, what happened? They, they were brought out. They cried for freedom. They were looking for something. And, and something was placed before God in their life. Notice once again the parallels of Israel. As we spoke of, as you've been hearing probably throughout your, your time. You see, in the beginning, and just bear with us as we read through this, but in the beginning we see the original tribes that were called out. And Ezekiel 48, 1, and forgive me if I don't name them correctly, I'm sure some of you can do it better than I can, but I'm just going to be myself and try. <laughs> now these are the names of the tribes. From the north end to the coast of the way of Hethlon, as one uh, goeth to Hamath and Hezron and the border of Damascus northward to the coast of Hamath. For, for these are the sides east and west. Notice a portion for Dan. And by the border of Dan, from the east side unto the west side, a portion for Asher. And by the border of Asher, from the east side even unto the west side, a portion for Naphtali. And by the border of Naphtali, from the east and west side, unto the west side, a portion for Manasseh. And by the border of Manasseh, from the east side unto the west side, a portion for Ephraim. And by the border of Ephraim, from the east side even unto the west side, a portion for Reuben. And by the border of Reuben, from the east side unto the west side, a portion for Judah. Now what is this telling you? This is telling you that God had a land for his people. It was specifically designed for every tribe and every tribe was named. This is your land. This is your promise. This is your inheritance. All right. So then we go. So we, we read that. Now we go to Revelation chapter 7 verse 4. And it said, and I heard the number of them which were sealed and were sealed at 144,000 of all tribes of the children of Israel. 
And of the tribe of Judah were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Reuben were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Gad were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Asher were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Naphtali were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Manasseh were sealed 12,000. Over the tribe of Sibium were sealed 12,000. Over the tribe of Levi were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Issachar were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Zebulun were sealed 12,000. Of the tribe of Joseph were sealed 12,000. And of the tribe of Benjamin were sealed 12,000. Now you know this, you're taught. You understand that there's missing two. Brother Branham said in the seventh seal, he said, See Ephraim at Bethel and Dan. They set up idols. These went out to worship this. And here we are plumbed down into the millennium age almost. And God still remembered that sin. They're not even counted in there. Oh, but, but he's a God of love and mercy. You're absolutely right. But as my grandfather said, and you've heard Brother Brown, I'm sure say, and I'm going to keep saying, he has no grandchildren. You got to go his way. Problem of it is, is we begin to look at the man. We begin to look at Brother Wendell. We begin to see that he is a man. We begin to look at Brother Sam and see that he's a man. We begin to look at Brother Bryce and, oh, he's just family and he's just this. And I know who I, you see what I'm saying? They begin to look at Moses and they begin to say, Moses, you put your shoes on the same way we do. They begin to look at this and look at that and they just make fun of it all. And they lose the fact that this is God's provided way. But what they begin to do is they begin to place idols in front of them. Remember what we just read? They were absolutely partakers of the promise. They were named. It was their inheritance. I want you to know that some of you have been born in this message. It's your inheritance. Some of you were not born in this message, but it's still your inheritance because there was a seed that was in you before the foundation of the world. You just didn't get it when you came to an altar. There was something in you that was calling you and drawing you that said, I know, I know there's a different, I know there's something more than this chicken food. Hey, it was good for a time being. I'm not going to put that down anymore, but it's not my place. God has a place for that. God has a place for them, but he has a place for me and it's to Soar the heights. Uh, it's to get beyond this conditional position and rise into the heights of the heights. But he said they're not even counted there. Just as sure as he remembers every good promise, he remembers every evil one too. But that's why there's. A, that's why you have to bring it to the blood. Well, I thought you said, Brother Jeremy. I thought I thought the Bible says, uh, throw, you know, talk about the sea of forgetfulness and all that. He don't remember. Well, yeah, but you have to repent. You know, what, what was the call for this age to do? Repent. Brother Wendell, what's the hardest thing for a human being to do? Repent. I've seen it before where people walk out of church and they go and they do their things. And it breaks my heart because Satan gets them so bound and so into themselves that they come to church. And because they walk through them doors, they just want you to accept them. They just want to come back to a status to think that it was a status. Uh, you know, hey, I came down to an altar and that should be enough. No, the Bible says repent. Listen, I've had to repent as a pastor. 
Listen, just because we're pastors or evangelists or ministers or have anything, that doesn't mean that we don't need to go to an old-fashioned altar ourselves and say, God, just renew me. Restore me. Fill me with your presence. Uh, I've let the world just, just life. Just, it's, it wasn't that you were desiring the things of the world. It wasn't that you wanted to go out and sin. Uh, but you had to walk through the muck of life. Uh, you say, well, I got, it's just like them going back in the days and they had to walk in uh, uh, to the house and Brother Branham called it a foot-washing flunky. Why? Because they had to walk through the streets. Uh, and you say, well, you know what? Bless God, I got a bath before I walked there. Yeah, but you just walked the dirty streets and you ain't coming in my house with those dirty feet. Why do you think it's important when we come to the house of God to get before God and to pray, Lord, wash my feet. Lord, just cleanse me. Get the muck of things out of my life, Lord. It's not me saying, oh, here I come to do my job. Here I come to do what I need to do. I, I, it's all be me. It's all me. It's all me. No, it's all God. It's all Him. Hallelujah. Brother Bryce, I've done lost time. You're just going to have to tell me when. They, they were receiving, abs- they were absolute partakers of the promise. It was theirs for the receiving, yet they allowed some carnal thing to blot them out. Look at another, par- look at another parallel to many today. Now think about this. Now I'm not going to read it for the sake of time, but Joshua 19, 40 through 48 tells of the inheritance of Dan. It actually tells this is your inheritance, all right? But then look at Judges 18.1. So after we know what they, what they were supposed to receive, Judges 18.1 says, In those days there was no king of Israel, and in those days the tribe of the Danites sought them an inheritance to dwell in. For unto that day all their inheritance had not fallen unto them among the tribes of Israel. Now wait a minute, that... Does that mean the Bible is contradicting itself? Absolutely not. What this is doing is this is telling, this is explaining what they had, what was theirs. And that they still were wondering, looking for an inheritance. The plight of the tribe of Dan was first mentioned as we were just in Judges chapter 1, 34 through 35. Notice where the Amorites prevented the Danites from taking possession of their inheritance. Caught in a squeeze, listen, catch these types, caught in a squeeze between the Amorites and the Philistines to the west and the territory of Judah to the south, the Danites sought out a new homeland. They went to their land. They walked into their promise. But because they were surrounded, but because they were tested, but because they were put in a squeeze, they said, surely this isn't it. Their desire to move revealed a lack of faith in the promise, in the Lord, in the God that said that was their promise. And who told them what their original territory is. Listen, we have been told through the message, through the word of the hour, what our territory is. Do you think that Satan is just going to sit there and let this church just have it? Oh, you say, well, yes, bless God, they have the building and they have this and they have all that. But our brother testified the other night, as soon as that's happened, everything from the pits of hell has hit this church. Satan don't like it one bit. Satan is going to try to run through. He might even try to run through the next mayor. He might try to run through the next police officer. He might try to run through you. 
Oh, hallelujah. Remember, every footstep. What does the Bible say? What did Brother Branham say? Footsteps of possession. Everywhere the sole of your foot is, is yours. What did he say? Every, come on, brothers and sisters. Everywhere you walk is yours. But you got to fight for it. you got to have something inside of your heart that says, I'm not backing down from this anymore. I'm not walking away from this. Hallelujah. Footsteps of possession. You say, Brother Jeremy, I can't this and I can't that. I don't care what you can and can't do. I know what God can do. I know that God can take a sinner like this and get him up here who doesn't even want to be in front of people and he can use you and use me and he can use you for this community. Hallelujah. Since the tribe of Dan could not fully occupy their allotted territory due to their lack of faith and holiness, the tribe of Dan looked for a new territory. And Judges 18, 1 through 31 describes their move up to the north and the establishment of the city called Dan. The tribe of Dan is like a lot of Christians who have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places of Christ, right? Ephesians 1 through, I think it was read. We have blessings in this life. We also see this, 2 Peter 1, 3, According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given. Come on, Dan, you had it. It was your land. Oh, if I could speak to message people today, it's your land. But why are you running? Why are you trying to find a new establishment? Why are you bickering about it? This is your land. I don't care if Satan has you surrounded. Look around. Look at the enemy all around you. You're surrounded. But it doesn't matter. That's exactly where God placed you. He knew you'd be surrounded. He knew you'd be, he knew you'd be facing these trials. He knew you'd be facing these things. But he said, I have a way out. This is how I fight my battles. Hallelujah. <laughs> gotta stay down. I gotta stay down. I'm about to run. I don't know where I'm going to run. Hallelujah. Amen. Exceeding great and precious promises that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Oh, Brother Davy, I'm so excited that I'm not just here to partake of some religion, but that God has given me a divine nature that I can say I crucify this flesh daily with affections and lust. I don't have to be that old person anymore. Oh, you say, Brother Jeremy, when you get filled with the Holy Ghost, you'll never be attacked with those filthy lusts anymore. I'll tell you, whoever told you that's a liar. Whoever told you that wasn't listening, you're still in this old coat, as Brother Branham said. Now, you might overcome things. You might not have to face certain things. But Satan's going to attack you with that desire. He's going to attack that flesh. But God, if you have been filled with that divine nature, you'll have something inside to say, Get thee behind me, Satan. Speak that word of God. Satan has no more power over me. It doesn't matter what the enemy throws at you. God has given you a divine authority to speak His word. Listen, you are the word by the blood of Jesus Christ. From his side comes, oh, this elect lady, and she is able to step into it. Say, Satan, you have no authority. Due to idolatry, due to that idolatrous sin. You see, we've heard about the idols of, of the flesh during these meetings. We've heard about those things. We've heard what we can do with this path. We've heard what we can do with the television. 
We've heard what we can do with our cell phones. We've heard what we can do with music. Let's talk about some other things. Let's talk about some things that are pretty important. Let's talk about ourselves. Let's talk about our thinking. Let's talk about the idolatry of self. Oh, this is how I see it, God. This is how I see it, Pastor. This is how I think it should be. God didn't say, I want to know how you see it. I want you to know how I see it through you. Listen, if you say anything that's against this word of God, it's idolatry. Anything that is before God. Listen, you might praise and you might sing and you might clap 24 hours a day. But if you place yourself before God, it's nothing. Oh God, give us men and women that says, I crucify my mind. I crucify my past. I crucify that old religion. I don't care what denomination you came out of. Sometimes I'd rather preach to people that came out of denomination than people that are still in the message. This is a nice cross right here. There ain't much shield up here, Brother Sam. Hallelujah, it's the truth. Listen, I didn't say Dan didn't have any land. They found that the Bible says that they found land, the city of Dan. I didn't say Esau didn't have land. Esau had land. Come on. Esau had cows. Esau had still had listen, Esau still had so much authority that Jacob still feared him. Even after being in the presence of God, he still had some fear towards him. You saw Esau had land. You see, it's not what you see that matters. It's not about the big uh, glitzy. It's not about how oh, good it is and how good it is. What's it about is that spiritual thing that Esau didn't care about. You see, there was no concern for the token. There was no concern for getting the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I'll tell you what, as long as we just give them the opening of the seals, as long as we just give them some deep doctrine, that's all they need. Listen, I grew up. That's all I heard uh, that was seen to be around the message was that oh you got to have these deep things first and then everything else will take the place I'm so glad by the grace of God I was raised in a church that said you get born with the Holy Ghost again you get baptized and when you get baptized or born again in that Holy Spirit everything else just falls into place you get filled with God then you figure out your job you get filled with God then you figure out your spouse you get filled with God then you figure out where I need to be you get filled with that holy presence everything else falls into place Oh, hallelujah. You see, but I didn't even say that it would still be easy. Brother, Brother Wendell, you know where God called you. You know it's yours, right? God placed you there. Well, I'm sure it's just been rainbows and sunshine. Yeah, you got such a lovely wife, and she never, she's wonderful. You got wonderful people. You've never had a battle. You've never had somebody come against you. Let's just all give Brother Wendell a hand clap. Oh, bless God. Now give me a second to repent. Why? Because you know when God calls you to something, everything that Satan can do. And I'm going to tell you what, we might say that he's on a chain, but sometimes we feel like that chain ain't short enough. God, shorten that chain some more. <laughs> Why? He's, you're being tested and you're being tried. And yes, I see the hand of God in this place. But I want you to know that God has called me this morning to tell you, church, hold your ground. Hold your ground. Come on, don't.
You're surrounded. You're surrounded. But it doesn't matter. I'll tell you what. Why don't you start looking around? Look at the enemies all around you. It don't matter. God called you there. Hold your ground. Come on, Dan. Don't leave. Come on, Dan. Don't leave. It's your inheritance. It's your ground. Your children need it. Your grandchildren need you to stand upon the word of God. Hallelujah. Notice we find that that Esau sold his birthright. Notice he sold his birthright. I know I've I've preached this recently, but i got to say it again. He didn't sell it for some fancy thing. He didn't sell it by murder. He didn't sell it by uh, because he just wasn't uh, feeling in the right frame of mind. He didn't sell it by religion. He sold it by a natural desire. He sold it by something that's not a sin. It's not a sin for you this morning to have hunger. It's a natural desire for you to be hungry. In fact, some of you probably are hungry now. Don't worry, you'll get to your food in a minute. Right now, this food's important. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel like this is just a rally cry, Brother Sam. Come on, what did he sell it for? He sold it for measly food. So you say, we're talking about all these big sins and everything. And well, I haven't murdered and I haven't this and I haven't that. But Esau sold his birthright over one stinking meal. Don't you think Satan's not going to attack you for one moment? For one middle thing. You say, well, I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that. But I tell you what, hold on to the word of God. Because you're going to be tested by this. The greatest battle ever fought is in your mind. You're going to be tested by your old religion. You're going to be tested by uh, the opening of the word of God. Where will you be? Notice the Bible says, Hebrews 12, 16, Lest there be any fornicator or profane person as Esau. Now, tell me, didn't Esau have a right to the birthright? Dan had a right to their inheritance. Esau had a right to his birthright. It was his for the taking. His father loved him. And his brother was a swindler. But yet the Bible tells him because he sold it for one morsel of meat. You see, we've read this for so many years. I want this to explode in your heart. It wasn't some big thing. It was one meal. One moment of weakness. He said, I don't need it. I don't need the Holy Ghost. I don't need to surrender. If I do, I'm going to have to let my friends go. If I do, the whole community will be against me. If I do, my family will walk away. If I do, I'll lose everything. Lose everything. Lose those friends. Well, my spouse will walk away. It's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. I got family members that were raised in this message or knew this message and are not in it right now. And it cuts and it hurts. But I'm going to live a life in front of them that says this is the greatest message that there ever was. The more I get of God, the more humble I am. Listen, I'm not, I'm not here to curse them. And I am not here to curse this one and curse that one. It's the mercies of God that you are even here this morning able to hear this word. God forbid we ever think we're anybody. For when he would have inherited the blessing, Brother Wendell, he would have inherited it. He was rejected for he found no place of repentance. Why? Because he made the Holy Ghost. Can can you allow me to type this? He made that token, that Holy Ghost of non-importance. 
Well, it's mine. I was born in this message. It's mine. Oh, I've had miracles. I've seen miracles. I've been touched by miracles. I've been healed. I've been set free. All of these things. These were raised Israelites, prophet followers, churchgoers, and the inheritance was theirs for the taking. Psalm 69, 27 says, Add iniquity unto their iniquity and let them not come unto thy unrighteousness. Let them be blotted out of the book of the living and not be written with the righteous. Oh, I want you to, oh, let's go somewhere with this. I'm going to try to hurry up as much as I can. So we see this this morning. When the revealing began, so, so Dan had this, listen, they had to go through a lot to even get to the land, right? Why would, Brother Sam, why would people go so far? You've had to go so far to get where you're at now. Why give up now? I want you to know something. Your pastor can't hold you. As much as we would like to, as much as we would like to counsel with you every day, as much as we would like to, we can't do it. God didn't call a pastor to carry you in. He called a pastor to point you to the word. That we're there to help and counsel. And we want to be, I'm not saying I'm not against those things because I do it. And it's my heart. It's the pastor's heart to be able to counsel and encourage. But there comes a point in time, Brother Wendell, when you're like, they're not listening. You come to the house of God and you hear the word. And God is calling every single time on that little Wednesday night. When Brother Sam or Brother Matthew, whoever's preaching, when they're just calling out and they're reaching. You say, well, they're, they're not yelling. It doesn't matter. It's those little Bible studies. It's those little moments. Those little times that God comes in and he's trying to deal with you. He's trying to draw it. Come on, Dan. He's trying to, he's trying to say, I've given you this land. Oh, let's go back. Oh, but they're grasshoppers. What happened when they had that testimony? Or we're grasshoppers, I mean. They're giants. Oh, my. Notice. You see, they like to come when the miracles are there, right? Well, I sure like the way they sing. Well, I sure like their music. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. I've heard them come to our church before. Oh, I like the way you baptize. I wish my church did that. Can you baptize me and then I'm going to go back to my church? <laughs> it's true. Listen, I, I want you to understand something. When I say these things, I'm not putting them down. I'm just saying, Lord, help us. It's, it's oh, uh, you can't go back to that slop. It's, it's not for you. Oh, I, I just love, boy, you sing some of the, you sing, you still, you're a church that still sings some of the old songs. We like to sing both the old and the new. There's anointing in both sides. So, so they've come and they go, oh, you just love to sing those old songs still. And you love to just sing the new ones and the old ones. Oh, we just love it. Oh, the, the presence of God is free here. Absolutely. God's moving, right? But you see, Brother Jeremy cannot just stick to that alone. Brother Sam cannot just stick to that alone. Brother Wendell can't. Brother Timothy can't. Brother Bryce can't. Every of these pastors. The word has to come forth. Jesus is the same example. What did he do? He drew them the same way. Right? He drew them, caught their attention. Miracles, signs, wonders, revealing their hearts. But notice... When the revealing began to happen, when the word began to come forth, because the word has to come for circumcision of the heart. You see, you don't forget that there is still a circumcision. 
Circumcision wasn't done away with. It was just changed to, to the spiritual side of it. So nobody here this morning, in, in, the, in the literal sense, likes to be cut. It hurts. Right? And it's the same way in the spiritual. It, you, there's times that you've got to be cut. There's times for me as a pastor, I had to be cut. Listen, I've called evangelists or pastors to come and preach. Uh, and I'm sitting back there and you just think that we're just doing nothing. No, we're sitting there and we're soaking it up. And we're being rebuked or we have to repent or we have to be cut. Why? Because we all need growth. We all need more of God. From that time, John 6, 66 is from that time, many of his disciples went back and walked no more. Brother Sam, I don't know who's a part of your church. And what I mean by a part of your church. Because there's going to come a time, as Brother Wendell has seen it, as I have seen it, as my grandfather has seen it, as Brother Bryce and all pastors. They came. They worshipped. They partook of the miracles. Right? I hope I'm not boring you this morning. They did all of these things. But when Jesus began to speak to them the very words of life. They begin to say, that's too hard for me. I can't do that, Brother Sam. I can't change it. This is the way I've always been. Jesus finally turned and said, will ye also go away? Then Simon Peter answered, Lord, God give us, whom shall we go? I don't care if everybody walks out. Brother Sam, if you're the only one still here. I'm, I'm going to just use this. If your children walk out, I know they're not going to, all right? It, hallelujah. I'm just trying to use an example. Let me use my example, all right? If my boys walk away, I want my boys to have the same spirit. Daddy, if you walk out, I don't care if you're the pastor of the church. If you walk out of this message, we're staying right here. This is my inheritance. Hallelujah. And we believe and are sure that thou art that Christ, the Son of the living God. Now notice Jesus. Now this should have been a rejoicing service. Have not I chosen you twelve? And one of you is a devil. Why can't we just have a one good service without some sort of rebuke? Come on, Jesus. We just said we accepted you and you called us a devil. No, no. One. Oh, oh I don't want to go here, but I got to. Listen, I, I think I spoke this at Brother Wendell's here the other day, and it just came up in my heart again. Listen, the, uh, Judas was so filled. Notice what he says here. Judas was numbered with the twelve and actually had a part with them in the ministry previous to Pentecost. Right? Notice he said, for he was numbered with us and had obtained part of this ministry. Brother Branham says the part that Judas obtained amongst the twelve, then lost, was neither inferior to the ministries of the other eleven, nor was it devilish ministry interjected amongst the ministries of the others. He had the same thing. So much to the point, because remember we're talking about the hour that we're living in is so deceptive. I want you to understand that it's so close that it could deceive the elect if it were possible. So I want you to know it, the, the things of this world are not there to deceive the elect. The things of the world will not deceive the bride. There's got to be something that's so close to this truth. Amen. 
didn't have this down, but I want you to not understand this, that remember the, the moment when Jesus, the disciples asked him, well, who is it? And Jesus actually gave them the answer. He said to the one that I've, I think, dipped the sock. So he, he told them. You ever, just, you ever just preached Brother Sam and you told them? And then it happened? Jesus said, the one I dipped the sop. And then he gave it to Judas. And he even said, go do what you must do to that point. You see what I'm saying? Brother Jeremy, better say it to the word. I'm sorry, I don't have it here, but you follow me. Go, go do it. And he, there, he was so close to the ministry. And even after Jesus said, this is what I'm going to do, and I did it. And the disciples still said, well, he must be going to do something for the Lord. Now, come on, you righteous people, you. Like Brother Danny said this, he said, oh yeah, you on this side of Revelation are like, oh, we can see Judas. Duh, because you see the end of the story. But what about being in the midst of it? With the brother that was there with you praying for the other brothers. With the brother that was there that was praying for the sick. And miracles were happening. And he was with Jesus. And he was a treasurer. And he was with them. And he was with them. And he was with them all the way to the end. His ministry was so close and so exact. That even the very disciples when it was spoken and vindicated still didn't recognize it. That's why you have to be careful that you're not caught up in a ministry. You have to be caught up in the word. Because when a ministry begins to lift itself up. Come on, quit thinking now. I didn't say you to think of a person. I said, why don't you start looking to the word? Oh, you didn't say, I didn't, I caught that. Let's, let's stick right back to the word of God. Don't get caught up in a ministry. Don't you get caught up yourself. Stay humble. Lord, I don't want to be that one. Judas was with them. Listen, he was with them, Brother Miller, with the first pull. He was with them with the second pull. And he was with them in the third pull. He was there all the way to the end. And today we have so many message followers that have seen the first, seen the second, and are seeing the opening of the word, yet by idolatry, yet by their own thinking, yet by their own religion, are falling away because they have placed their thoughts above the thoughts of God. But what does the Bible say? It says, don't do that. Don't place anything before you. You see, you say, well, Brother Jeremy, I don't have anything. I don't even have, please bear with me. I don't know what you have and don't have so I can speak freely. I don't even have a, an iWatch. I don't even have an iPad. I don't have a computer. But I I'm going to, I'm going to glory. Oh, really? <laughs> Let me just tell you something. Maybe I better not. You get the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you'll know what to do and what not to do. All right. There you go. Brother Branham says, you have to die 
You have to die before you can be reborn. Any seed has to die before it's regenerated. Don't worry, I'm fixing the clothes. Stay with me. Before it's regenerated again, unless it dies, it abides alone. A man has got to die to his own thinking. He has got to die to the thinking of anything but God's word and come his way. That's God's ground. He says, we don't meet him on our thoughts. We meet him on what he said to do. That's God's provided way for it. People dodge it. I've been seeing some of this this morning. You'd be dodging it, but I'll tell you what, he's going to keep on shooting. Listen, my God don't miss. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You got to go God's provided way. People dodge it. They don't want it, but it's true just the same. It produces death. You have to die. Die to your thinking. Well, I know what the Bible says. Woo. I know what the message says. I'll let y'all chew that one for a minute. Don't go there. Don't go there. <laughs> they then stay there. I like what he said here. I know what the Bible says, but I can't understand it. Then stay there till God reveals it. That's the new birth. What's the new birth? It's knowing that God gave you the land and you step into it because you know it's the revealed word of God. Hallelujah. What's well, not God calls your pastor to encourage you. But it wasn't your pastor that called you, it was God. Faithful is he that has called you. Listen, I'm so glad that God sent us a prophet in this hour to be able to speak a word to us. It had to be because we see it through the word of God. We had to have that Elijah spirit come in this day to bring all of the loose ends and to bring it together. Why? Oh, glory be to God. I'm so glad, Brother Wendell, that I was born. Not just uh, on, uh, on March the 17th, I'm going to speak my age, 1983, but I'm thankful to the grace of God that one day I was sitting on a blue pew and God began to deal with my heart and I realized, Brother Sam, it had to be more than what my granddaddy said. It had to be more than what my mom said, that I had to have an experience for myself. I had to meet God for myself. I had to speak to that burning bush. Better yet, I had to have the burning bush speak to me. Amen. Glory be to God. Let me Come on, lift your hand if you're thankful that God, that burning bush, spoke to you. Amen. Hallelujah. He, not only did you speak to it, but He spoke back. Amen. Take off your shoes for you're on holy ground. It's your promise. It's your inheritance, Dan. Oh, there's an elect lady this morning who's tired of religion. She's tired of just church membership. There's pastors who's tired of religion. Come on, there's uh, uh, deacons that's tired of religion. There's trustees that's tired of religion. There's sheep that wants more than religion. Come on, they want a manifested word in their hour. They want the Holy Ghost active in their church. I want to see young people sold out to God. I want to see, I don't even care if you're three years old, God, deal with their young hearts. An elect lady this morning who wants more than religion. She wants more than emotion. She wants more than tradition. She's tired of the slop of this life. She has tired of the idols of her mind. But she has found a word that is her sustaining strength. It's something, listen, if you have religion this morning, you're barely going to make it out these doors. You're going to be throwing rocks with the tires in your car because you're angry at what somebody. Why do you say that? Because I've seen it before. Not only am I going to swing it, 
I'm going to sink it. Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I got to try to find a stopping place. Help us, Lord. Okay, here we go. I want to read this quote here. Oh, but the other, the other one is called my father's house. I'll go and prepare a place for you. How many's tired of this pest house? It says, take you out of this pest house and deliver you into my father's house. Oh, brothers and sisters, we have a place. You say, you say, Brother Miller, I would love to see you get up out of this chair and walk out. And I believe that God could do it. I'd like to see our brother do the same. And the brother that's blind and all these things, I'd like to. And I believe that he is a miracle-working God. I believe it. How many can say amen? But I'm going to tell you something. If this be the lot, whatever my lot, thou hast caused me to say, it is well with my soul. Hallelujah. Oh, I caught something there. You're showing a lack of faith. I am not showing a lack of faith. I'll tell you what's faith. It's faith knowing that I can still be sick and I can still go through trials and tests and still stand on the word of God saying, Satan, if I have to be wheeled out of this place, I don't care. I'm still a believer in this message. I still love God with all of my heart. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Because I know one of these days, Brother Miller, I'm going to see you on the other side and we're going to be running together for a million years together. Glory, hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. That's why I'm telling you, church, come on, Dan, come on, church. You are in this inheritance. This church of Bentley, Kansas, you've been called to this place. Look at the mountains around you. Say, there ain't no mountains. Come on, get in the spirit with me now. Look at the mountains around you. There's enemies all around you. They're clinking their swords. They're gloating about what they're about to do to you. And you're surrounded. But this is how I fight my battle. When I feel like I'm surrounded, hold your ground. All right, everybody sit down. That worked. I want, if you can, those who are a part of this church, stand or lift your hand. Who's a part of this church? Hold your ground. Hold your ground. Hold your ground. I said hold your ground. I don't care what your battles are. Hold your ground. The fight that you are facing, the fight that you're about to face, God knows every moment. And He knows every trial. It's not time to be like Dan and to start running for another inheritance. This is what God has called you to be. If you're a song leader, hold your ground. If you're just a sheep, hold your ground. Stand upon the Word of God. Back to ministry as you've just heard. It's time to claim your inheritance. And I promise you, one day, one day we will walk in glory. And I can say, that's the church that stood in Bentley, Kansas. That's the brother. That's the pastor. That's the young person. That's the young person. That's the young person that stood in this day. You can be seated. Hold your ground, brothers and sisters. Hold your ground. This is your time to rise to the occasion. This is your time to say, this is my land. Devil says, where's that? I said, right here. All Dan had to do was just go back to the written scroll. I'm sorry, I'm all over the place this morning. All Dan had to do was just go back to the written word. Oh, Jesus didn't have some fancy thing. He didn't come with some fancy idea. He just said, it is written. Satan wants you to think you've got to have it all figured out. Just go back to where it was written. This is my land. This is my inheritance. This is my possession. 
Hallelujah. This is all for me. So now I'm speaking to all of us. This is my land. This is my church. This is what God has given to me. This is my calling. And Satan can't have it. This is your calling. Satan can't have it. This is yours. This is yours. This is everything God has given to you. My healing. It's mine. Deliverance is mine. Salvation is mine. Take that devil. It's my victory. This is my land of revelation. This is my land of... Oh, you might have revelation this morning, but do you got any wisdom to back it up? I say, God, give us revelation and wisdom. Hallelujah. You, oh, yeah, we, God sent us a prophet, but you got to use wisdom to know what he said. This is yours. Can we bow our heads? Before I do... I want to say this, please. I would just, I'm going to do something different. Brother Sam, I hope this is all right. I would like my family to come to the music. And I have a reason in a minute. My family. Now, if you wouldn't mind bowing your heads. Hold your ground. I don't know you. I'm just going to call you Bentley, Kansas. Am I saying it right, Bentley? I don't know you. I don't know your story. I don't know what brought you here. I don't know the battles that you've had to face. We've heard the testimony of what God has done for you in this church. My, what a testimony. But we also, we haven't heard about the sleepless nights and the laying out on the floor crying, the shedding of tears. Lord, I just... I want it to be right. I want to do the right thing. I don't want to get caught up in something, but I want to get caught up in you. I don't know what you're facing. The heartache, the, the turn backs that you've had to go through, the stabs in the back, the, the difficulties. But I want you to know that there's a God this morning. Oh, I just, listen, don't make that cliche. Everybody uses that statement. But can you let it sink in right now? There's a God here right now that cares enough for the hurt. He knows the battle you're going to face tomorrow. What is it? Word of flesh? Word made flesh. Word made flesh assembly. When we all leave and you come back Wednesday night and you're by yourself, I want you to remember Make this be a, a, a basically stones of memorial, I believe, memorial stones. This is what God did for you. The ministry of Timothy and Brother Bryce and Brother Wendell and how God has used them in the blessed way to get to the heart of every situation, not knowing what you're going through, not knowing the struggle. All I can tell you this, this morning is you see, this is the very word that he gave me this morning. Hold your ground. Because when you're surrounded by those tests and trials, when it all feels like it comes crashing in, I want you to know that God is there and you're surrounded more by him than you are your enemies. They can't do anything to you. They're just a bluff. I didn't say that wasn't going to be hard because what is your mind? Your mind is, is it, it, it actually affects you more than actually things of life, right? 
Your mind affects you sometimes more than a physical seeing problem. Your mind. You can be up, Brother Wendell. You've seen it before where they'd be up and they'd sit in a recliner and within 10 minutes they'd be so discouraged just by thought. So I know what it's like to go through those moments. But there is a blood that is still dripping for you this morning. I'm not going to ask you to come forward. I'm going to, before I step into the next part of what the Lord has laid, I just want to give this moment. As our heads are bowed, I want you to, if you say, Lord, especially if you're in this area, but anybody here, young person, I feel like I've been speaking to a few of you as well. But if you're here this morning, you're like, I, I know what my inheritance is, but I've been, I've been running. Would you, would you pray for me, Brother Jeremy, that God would give me the strength to stay right where I'm at? Would you just, if you have that strength, would you just lift your hand? God bless you. He knows your heart. I want to I have the strength to be able to stand where God has called me. My placing, my position, my purpose. I need that strength. I've been seeing the surrounding. And it, it, I'll be honest with you, Brother Jeremy, I've been a little afraid. It, what it is, it's just, just life. Life gets on you. You get surrounded. Like little Peter did when he got out of the boat. He was heading the right direction, but he just got caught up by the circumstances. You didn't want the things of the world. You just got just tired, worn down. All right. Lord Jesus, everyone, Father, that has lifted their hands to you, you know their heart. And God, they did it, so because they did, I I know I can speak in faith this morning with them, standing in faith with them and agreeing with them that you'll give them the strength that they need right now to be able to take that footsteps of possession And look at that enemy square in the eyes. Say, Satan, you can't have it. This is my victory. My victory of the mind. My victory of the heart. My victory of the soul. This is my church. This is my land. And Satan, you can't have it. I take it back. You can't have my joy. You can't have my peace. It's mine by the grace of God. I pray that you would bless them, Lord Jesus, in thy precious name. Amen. Do you love them this morning? I hope that I didn't take too much of your time. Let's Let's just stand together for a few moments. See, you are my comfort. I don't know if I have the words in here. I don't know if I can remember the words to this song. I don't know if I have them in here, but just, we'll just give it a try. You are my comfort when I'm lonely. You are my strength when I am weak. You are my peace in times of trouble. You are the one who cares for me. You are the rock of my salvation, the one I base my life upon. You are the one, the only cornerstone of my heart, my bright and morning star. Jesus, you are. Oh, yes, you are.
Jesus, you are. So you are my comfort when I'm lonely. You are my strength when I am weak. You are my peace in times of trouble. You are the one who cares for me. You are the rock of my salvation, the one I base my life upon. You are the one, the only cornerstone of my home, my bright and morning star. Oh, Jesus, you are. One more time, you are my comfort way. Oh, let him be that this morning. He's here for you. Peace in time of trouble. You are the one who cares for me. You are the rock of my salvation. The one I base my life upon. You are the one, the only cornerstone of my heart, my bright and morning star. Oh, Jesus, you are. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Isn't it wonderful to know that he's that comforter in your life? My, when we can come together, brothers and sisters of like precious faith, to encourage one another, keep pressing the battle. This morning, I'd like to ask, um, if we wouldn't mind, uh, any minister that is here that is not a part of this church, would you please come forward real quick and just stand right along here with me? Just play peace, peace, wonderful peace. Everybody else who is not a part of this church, would you mind just having a seat? I know that we're a small assembly. The building is small in itself, but that's all right. I'm asking these ministers to come forward. Last night, the Lord laid upon my heart, and actually the ministers that have been speaking, to, to pray for this church, the people, the local body. And so... Brother Sam, I hope it's okay. I don't know how to do it. But everybody that is a part of this church, if you can, just from, from where our brother and sister standing over there, just line yourself up like through here, through this middle. And brothers, just however you want to do it, you can work or surround them. If y'all just come on up here together. Hey, I don't, I don't care if it's going to be tight. We're tight together. We're going to be praying for each and every one of you. And then as our, the church comes up here and gets together, yeah, yeah brothers, just mingle around. Come all across here, all the way over here, brothers and sisters. Don't be shy. Y'all aren't shy. I know you ain't shy. Let's get all tied together. It's through here. Hallelujah. What a, what a wonderful presence is in this place. As they're getting ready, let's just sing this together as y'all guys are all getting ready. Peace, peace, wonderful peace. Hallelujah. Thank you, brother. Oh, hallelujah. Just together now, keep on coming. Peace.
that is here if you wouldn't mind standing in prayer with us because we are a body fitly joined together how many believes how many is going to be praying with this church not just this moment from here forward brothers and sisters of this church keep pressing don't give up the battle this is your inheritance God's called you for a reason don't it's not time to run Dan stay firm on the word of God Let's all pray. Brothers, let's all pray together. Heavenly Father, as we come together with this church that is standing here right now, Lord Jesus, you have called them for a purpose. Lord Jesus, and it's not to just sit here in a church, Father, and to be idle. But God, there's a reason for every heart that is here. Lord, there are prayer warriors here. Lord, there's musicians here. Lord, there's people that come and they encourage the the ministry. They encourage one another. Lord, it's a battle. It's a battleground. But Father God, you have called them for this purpose. You have called them for this reason. I pray, God, that you would touch from the pastor of the church to every individual, the pastor and his wife and his family, the ministries, Lord, the musicians, every member, Father. There's no one here that's not important. You have called them for your purpose. You have called them for your reason. And Satan, you are defeated. You have no authority over a young person. You have no authority over any individual of this church. God, I pray that there would be a strength and a unity like never before. God, from this moment, bless this church even greater than they've been blessed. Bless them with spiritual blessings, Lord. Move in a mighty way. Lord God, from the very back to the very front. uh, Lord, I pray that you would bless the ministries here. Let it blossom. Lord, open the doors to every person in this street, Lord. Let there be a mighty move, a revival in Bentley, Kansas, uh, a revival that carries from here to Wichita and across the nation, Lord. I pray that you would do it in thy precious name. Bless me. Heal the sick, Lord. Let there be miracles. Lord, let the lost souls come in. Lord Jesus, we pray. We thank you for this in thy precious name. The name of Jesus. Amen. All together again. Peace. Let this be peace in your church. Wonder. It's him, church. It's him. Coming down from the Father above. Oh, sweet. For my spirit 
Hallelujah. God bless you. You can find your seats. I'm going to turn it to the rest of the church here in a minute. But Lord just laid on me to sing this song. So we're going to, as you go, key of A. Let's just sing it because this is, this is my testimony. This might be Sister Stephanie's too, but it's mine. It's my wife's. And you're going to claim it too. You ready? You don't know? Weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Here it is, because the God I serve, God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God, my God will never fail. My God, claim it, He's your God. Oh, my God will never. This is my victory. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs. Come on, you're surrounded by God. I'm going to see a victory. See a victory. For the battle belongs. Oh, I like this verse. This is my verse. Hallelujah. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will. Come on, little little bride. I'm not backing down. I'm not backing down from any time. My story, I know. I know how my story ends. My story, I know my story. I know how my story ends. Oh, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you. I'm going to see. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. The battle. Hallelujah. There's power. There's power. There's power in the mighty name of Jesus. Every war he wages, he will. Are you a little bride this morning? Don't back down. I'm not backing down from any giant. My story. Say it. My story. I know how my story ends. I know. I know how my story ends. Oh, I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the battle. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory for the battle. I like this word. Let's speak this word now. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. You turn it for good. Come on, let's speak the word now. You take it. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Oh, you turn it. One more time. One more time. Oh, you take what the enemy meant for evil 
down why because he said it's my possession it's mine glory be to God God bless you brother Sam let's just go into as we turn it I'm gonna see a victory I'm gonna see a victory bless you my brother I love you so much brother God bless you services had one left and was thinking about it, you know, it is a little bit sad only had one service left and I got to thinking about you know everybody will go home and go back to their fight and their things they've got to do and their post of duty and I was reminded Brother Branham I was telling Brother Glenn this recently got to go over to beyond the curtain of time and, and got to see right after Sharon Rose and Hope passed away and saw her there by the old prairie schooner then went up to his house and and she was talking to him, and she was patting him on the back. And after a while, she said, you're going back now. You're making that promise. You're going back now. And, and he said, I come to myself in the room. He said, I thought I was all alone. He said, are you still here? And she kept patting him. I know you've got to go back to your places of where you're from and your post of duty. But one of these days, you ain't got to go back home no more. We'll be home. Amen. Never to part again. Never to part again. We'll get to spend eternity together. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt we're going to take a rapture. That the promise is true. I believe that. And that's exciting. We know that while we're still here, until all that's wrapped up, we've got a work to do for the Lord Jesus. We cannot shut your arms. You cannot sit down in a corner and say, us four, no more. You've got to get to work. Otherwise, you're holding up the rapture. 
Because God's waiting on us, the prophet taught us. He's waiting on us. You must be expressed. Is the, man, the manifestation, the attribute of God. So I appreciate you, each one, so much. You've blessed us. This is more than I could have ever asked for, hoped for, or dreamed for. This weekend has meant the world to me. And I can say it again. I pray that God pours out blessings on you that you've not seen yet. That, that you will be drawn closer to him than you've ever been drawn. And that's what I pray for you. I thank you. I appreciate these brothers coming and pouring their hearts out and, and helping us. I appreciate that. Amen. Amen. I appreciate all the musicians that have stepped in and helped. Sister Naomi blessing us with her talent. Brother Mike blessing us with his. Brother Mike, and I appreciate that. Brother, God bless you. Thank you all so much. You've really blessed us today. God has gifts in his body. And I appreciate those gifts. Now, um, just before, once we get closed and once you're adjourned and step out, we'd like to take a picture, if that's okay, right out there on the steps of all that come to be with us for these meetings. I'd like to, if that's okay, if you can wait just a little bit, to, we'll have food in a minute. We've got sisters that they'll stop preparing and they'll come over. And we want as many people in that picture as can be. And then I'd also like to have a picture of the brothers that, that spoke for us and, and then also like to have a picture of all the other ministers that, that are here as well. So I wanted to just let that know before everybody you know, went and got to what you do. And, but that, that's our desire as we, we step out. But I'd like to have Brother David McGeary to come and dismiss us in a word of prayer and, and ask the Lord's blessing on our meal next door. I've appreciated him and Sister Julia coming up and being with us this weekend. That, that's been a blessing to us. Now, I learned something about Brother David that I didn't know about him. Friday night, we're standing out there fellowship, and it didn't take 10, 15 minutes. I thought, I didn't know that man was a preacher. I didn't know that, and he kept talking. and kept. I'm like, I didn't know he was a preacher, but you see the gift of God in his life. It don't take long. A lot of times, as the man, you don't know it's there. And other people's like, you got to call to preach. Like, I don't got no call to preach. They're like, you sure? <laughs> Brother, God bless you. Bless you. Amen. Well, we sure love the Lord. And Amen. I think our, we're all drinking from our saucers right now. Our cups are overflowing, and. We just want to bow our heads and, and give him thanks for everything he's done. And Amen. I know for me, I, the Lord drew me here, and he knew what I had need of. And Amen. I think we all can say that That's he spoke to our is. hearts. Yes. He, he gave us exactly what we had need of. And we're going to see the victories in the yes, days sir. to come and yes, the testimonies. And so we just want to take this opportunity once again to bow our hearts and our heads. And, Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for drawing us here. This is a work of your hands. Amen. It's not the work of man, but you've divinely in your grace seen this time. Amen. And, Lord, we know it's pleasing to you. And, Amen. Father, we desire to just even show forth your glory more, Father, in only a way that you can do through us. We're each, each particular members of your body, and we can't take the place of one another, Lord. And there's no one part more important than the other. You love us so dearly. You care for each one. You care for each desire from the youngest to the oldest, Lord. And Lord, may each one just know that you're their portion, that you'll fight their victories you've wanted. It's all been finished. And Lord, may we retain these things which we've heard. We've, we've heard your word. It's lifted us up into heavenly places. We've seen you provide deliverance and healing. And Lord, but now there's growth that needs to take place. And there's an adversary. And Lord, may we withstand the enemy. May our love for you 
give us the victory in love divine, Father. We ask your blessing upon the food, each hand, each work that's been done. Lord, and may you just continue to be with us. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. You are dismissed.